Listening to Charging Stallion presents News We Like. I'm Cam. I'm Tim. How are you going, Timmy? Yeah, good. Thanks, brother. Welcome everyone to another weekly episode. How's your weekend been, man? It was good, man. I uh, went to a couple of gigs on the weekend. I uh, went to a metalcore gig, okay. which I know I didn't even bother inviting you. <laughs> uh, what is what is metalcore? It's basically hardcore, but the guitarists are a little bit better than hardcore <laughs> guitarists. <laughs> So there's people that can actually play leads in metalcore. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's basically a hardcore show. Yeah, it right. Was packed. It was my mate's band, Antagonist. They hadn't played a show for a couple of years, but I've always loved them, so it was good seeing them again. Quite a like, very aggressive name. Yeah. Antagonist. Antagonist. Yeah, <laughs> very aggressive. And I also saw Private Function, who blew me away. A huge show. I got to hear a couple of new songs. They put on a massive performance. They were so fun to watch. Yeah, good. How about you, man? What have you been up to? Um, I had a fun weekend as well, man. I uh, On Saturday night, we just sat around and got on the brownies, mm-hmm. on the weed brownies. Yep. Just got to that point where I just... I don't usually have much of a filter regardless, but I had nothing. I was talking absolute shit Saturday night. Just absolute shit. I had a good time, though. Yeah. Can you remember <laughs> any pearls of wisdom that came out of your own mouth? No wisdom, I say. Oh, I, I, was, I was just sitting around naming the little groups of people that everyone was sitting at around the fire. Like, oh, how many people were? Uh, probably about part fifteen of or so. Okay. Yeah, everyone. Everyone was on the brownies as what well. What sort of names were you given the group? Uh, there was Kashmir Beach. There was uh, Midtown. There was uh, I was in Esky City. Uh, when you said you were naming the groups, I thought something more like sports teams, but you've gone for like geographic locations. Yeah, little communities. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy G was just kind of sitting by himself between two groups. He was the border shire, just Jimmy. Border shire. (laughs) (laughs) Which kind of makes me imagine uh, Jimmy G, for those who don't know him, is... He, he plays bass in Charging Stelly in the band. And just imagining him as a gypsy is something that I quite enjoy. <laughs> He's kind of got the personality to suit a gypsy. Yeah, I guess so. As a border shire, I've never heard of border shire, but is it a place where gypsies would go? Or you're st- Are you still on brownies? <laughs> Was this know, Saturday man. night or right now? I can't, I can't really explain the mindset that, that I was in. <laughs> But I had a good time. And then I also went out and saw a gig last night. I went and saw Pissed Idiots. And nice. Those boys uh, came back here and we, we partied on until early hours in the morning. So it was good. Yeah, you're saying before that you're thinking maybe your neighbours hate you. I don't know if, they'll, if they'd hate us, but I would say that we were we were doing sing-alongs at four o'clock, four o'clock in the morning on a Monday. Tuesday, sorry, Tuesday this morning. This morning. This morning, yeah. <laughs> But we had a good time. Yeah. Some 90s bangers came out. Yeah, man. Nice. Well, shall I hit you with the first headline of the week? Get me, mate. Teachers should be renamed learning designers, according to a professor. 
Ideas for the future of schooling were on display at EduTech in Sydney as tech companies fight for a slice of the billion-dollar global education market, and teachers are looking for ways to integrate technology into the classroom. This includes video games, uh, virtual reality, and apps that replace permission notes. And there's a professor who's over from London called Guy Claxton who was there, and he was saying that he reckons the role of the teacher has evolved over time, so maybe the name should as well. My first thought was uh, to change the, the job title from teacher to learning designer kind of reminds me of how people who work at Subway call themselves sandwich <laughs> artists. I thought that a fun little game for us to play might be changing our job titles into like something that sounds elaborate and wanky. Uh, and then I realized that because I work in advertising, my job title is already elaborate and wanky. So for a job, I work in social media, but my job title is actually content strategist. Okay. So like the simple, my, my job title is already wanky, but I guess the simplistic version would be internet person. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you, um, I'm you... unemployed. <laughs> <laughs> but how would you put that poshly? Oh, good question. Um, I don't know. Search, searching for a job? A Re job searcher? <laughs> I reckon it would be more like something like relaxation specialist. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, you should, that's what you should call yourself, yeah. a relaxation specialist. What about just a mad chiller? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that would look great on LinkedIn. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's funny if they go to change all these all these names and, 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 every, and everything like that. Look, I'm not saying teachers give them. I give them whatever they want. If they want to be called something else, do it. They got to deal with little kids, menacing kids all day. If they want to be called something, what do they want to be called again? Um, learning designers. Well, oh, yeah, let them have it. <laughs> there was a close one though. It's, yeah, it's you nearly so, took it. You're off a bat. Yeah, I nearly took it back. Learning designer is so wacky. But we, if they changed it. If they said, oh, all right, Timmy, thanks for the permission that we can change it. But every time you tell a story that involves a teacher, would you commit to replacing the word, oh, this old learning designer that helped bring me up, would you commit to that? Not a chance. <laughs> so even though they bring up these little mischiefs, you wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't do anything. They can have the name as long as you don't have to adapt. Yeah, as long as nothing in my life changes. <laughs> oh, look, if I have kids and I send the kids to the school... Mm. And that's what they want to be called. I'll call them that. Will you roll your eyes when they say, hello, <laughs> I'm little Brett's learning designer. <laughs> I try so hard not to. I would try so hard not to, but I can't make any promises. Fair enough. Um, all right. So I've got an exciting story that, um, that a bunch of people have um, been sending in as well. <clears throat> Already, already had, already had this one, uh, this one covered. But it's been a story that a lot of people have been talking about. Mm -hmm. The headline is Brisbane's poo jogger caught by residents. So, do you know about the poo jogger camp? I'm aware of the poo jogger. Yeah, yeah. He's so uh, the poo jogger in Brisbane. For people that aren't uh, that aren't caught up on this story, uh, he was the 64 year old uh, man who got caught uh, pooing in in public, and he was. And supposedly it was in the in the area. It had become quite a, a notorious person that, that the residents wanted to catch. Yep. He'd been doing this for ages, mm -hmm. and so he'd be going on his jogs. And while he was on his jogs, he'd be 
let Napu go. Now, the one thing I found really interesting about the story is that he um, he he was very high up in in a, um, a retirement uh, village company, and um, he was he was a, quite a by the looks of it quite a rich guy, a mogul. Yeah, man. I, and so, is this just how you reckon? This is just how he get, was getting his thrills. Because yeah. I can't think of any other reason why he's why he's doing it except he's got this he's got this bland life. He's got he's got you know a job that he might probably probably gets nothing from anymore. He's probably got this 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 you know this family life that is that isn't exciting at all. And how he gets that excitement in life is going out. It's kind of good of him to do that rather than have an affair. I guess if that's is that what you're saying? Kind of. I I don't think. Look, I I don't think it's it's. He should stop doing it. <laughs> he should he should definitely stop doing it. And but I don't I don't think that it's the worst mm. worst thing in the world. You're doing a doing poos out on the out on the sidewalk. Yeah. But if everyone did poos out on the sidewalk, it would this that society would be terrible. It'd be chaos. It would be terrible. The, have you seen the photo? It's, it's probably in one of the articles you've got up. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> It's, whoever took that is a mastermind. You must have hidden the bushes and you had your flash on, obviously, because it looks like it would have been dark other than all lit up. And he's looking straight down the barrel of the lens, his his shorts around his knees. And yeah, from the neck up, he does just look like a guy that would be your boss's boss, like the big boss of the company. What a photo. And he's got a piece of toilet paper in his hand. Oh, he did this prepped. He. Oh, Yeah. This wasn't. This was definitely not his first rodeo. Now, the one thing I like about this uh, story a lot is uh, the guys that caught him. Two two local guys in the neighbourhood, and um, they were working together, and they and they they went and got went and got this gear, um, so that they could that that they could take a good night photograph of him. Yeah. And but they'd already worked out who he was. And they um, they had worked out where he where he was uh, where, like where he lived everything like that and he and and they just waited they they did it says on here it was six days that they whoa that's real commitment yeah dude and they so yeah after six days of waiting for that Kodak moment Steve snapped off a shot which has now been seen by millions of eyes worldwide um, and yeah it's just him talking about how they had they had the information, everything like that, but they didn't have any super hard proof. So they, they decided before going to the police or, or to the or, or to uh, the mail or anything like that mm. um, to, uh, to, to do, the, do the stakeout. Do the honourable thing and wait around for six and days they got him. for a poo jogger. <laughs> I can imagine that this would have... It's, it's both... I think you got both ways because... These guys, if you're sitting around for six days too waiting for a poo jogger, you also have zero excitement in your life. Yeah. <laughs> zero. We, they're probably only just a slight bit higher on the scale of like people valuable to society. Like People who stalk a poo jogger are just above poo joggers. <laughs> Do you reckon there's other poo joggers out there that are like, oh no, I'm quivering now? You'd assume so. Mm. You just, there's so many people out in the world and there's so many people doing weird, weird stuff that... You you would assume that there's other guys doing this. Yeah, a community maybe. Yeah, I reckon. You reckon there would be? Yep. Some I, kind of. Do you reckon this guy would be a ringleader, or is he just starting out? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like he's he's gonna he's gonna be just so, someone that's looked up in the 
in the in the community, maybe. Mm. Like not in his real community, but in the poo jogging community. Oh, you reckon they'll be a fan of this publicity well, for their hobby? <laughs> I I don't know. I think it would work both ways. Where they go, oh, he was doing he was doing so good for so long. It's a shame that he's got caught, but now you got extra heat. Do you reckon he'll never do it again, or he'll wait and get back to it? I don't know, man. I think I think if he really wanted to, if he wanted to ease himself out of it, maybe he could go on, um, say, walking trails in the bush or something like that. That's fine. I to... think it's like quitting smoking. Like he shouldn't go cold turkey. <laughs> it sounds like he an addiction. Go, he should go out to nature. And... I reckon go out, hit the hit the trails, go hiking. And drop some poos it's out there. It's a safer way to do it. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's probably how he got started. Like how you start smoking by having a few on the weekend yeah. and then you buy a pack. Like he was like that, trail walking, and then all of a sudden it was part of his morning routine. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Don't, well, don't judge him too much, people. If you've ever taken a dump on a camping trip, that could be you. Well, Andrew McIntosh, all the best, mate. <laughs> The Prince of Japan plans to give his wife a silver medal to celebrate 25 years of marriage. I didn't even know Japan had princes. Yeah, neither did I. (laughs) (laughs) Until I read this article. Uh, Crown Prince Naruhito, I said that like it was a Maori word, (laughs) um, has said... Has said he wants to present a silver medal to Crown Princess Masako to express his appreciation for her support over 25 years of marriage. While facing difficulties, she continues various efforts and supports me and Aiko, our daughter. And I'm very thankful for that, the Crown Prince said in written answers to questions from reporters. In addition to the effort prize slash gratitude prize, which is what they call it, I gave her on our 10th wedding anniversary, I want to present a silver medal this time, the prince said. The princess said, I would like to tender my cordial thanks to the crown prince as he has always been kind. (laughs) What an odd relationship. Do you know the the two awards, can I just repeat the two awards he's given his wife? The first award, the gratitude slash effort prize, which is participation, (laughs) and the one that she gets after 25 years, the silver medal. The second place prize. <laughs> My side chick got the gold. Like that's what that says to me. Is is silver? Is that one of those things where you know, in people are married for a certain amount of time? Oh, is, you want? Oh. is twenty five years the silver anniversary? Is that what that is? It, oh. it, it could be that. Hey? It could be that. Yeah. it really could. Do you think it that sounds... it's normal? Because I read that, I was like, that's not normal. Because it sounds brutal <laughs> if, he's, if he's decided, okay, so I've got this grading system for my wife. Obviously, if I'm handing out medals, gold medal is going to be number one. And he gives her a silver medal? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a real slap in the face. You man. know what, Timmy? Uh, congrats. Was I right? Yeah, I just looked that up. Silver is the traditional colour, I guess, uh, steel that you give your person after you've been with them for 25 years. Yeah. Yeah. Who said weed was killing my brain? (laughs) (laughs) A few people. But I, uh, yeah, man, I think, I think that it's a weird, a weird relationship to, to just, I I find it real strange and it's from royalty to celebrities Mm. that, the ways that they talk about 
their partners in public. Yeah. I find that super, super strange. Yeah, it's almost like they hadn't met, like they were talking about a pen pal, a business-related pen pal. Yeah, that they don't that they don't live together, that they mm. don't share a... Ch- they've got a child together, don't they? Yeah. Weird, man. I reckon separate beds by the tone of this letter, though. Like, I would like to tender my cordial thanks to the Crown Prince. He's always been kind. Do you reckon if you, uh, if you end up in a committed relationship and you're older and you're not having sex anymore, do you mm. reckon... You'll be a separate beds, separate person. houses, separate houses. From you reckon? The start. Really? Yeah. Just never move in together. Never. Yeah, man. No sleepovers. Sleepovers. Yeah. Every now and then. Um, <laughs> what? To? Oh, once a week. Once a week. Yeah. Like once a week for both both people. Yeah. So so you have two sleepovers a week, one at each house, or do you just want only at your house? Um, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not saying she has to come to me. Um, I just like, I don't feel like it. I don't, I only want to stay out at hers once and she can stay at mine the next week type thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You don't, you don't think when you'll be older, you it's going to be hard getting a, getting around and stuff like that. Nah, I think that I am older. Do you, as time has gone on, do you know, I think that. What men, do you, what do you mean? Like I'm like, I'm already in the age where people like settle and like live with people or get engaged or have a long-term person. And I really enjoy not having that. <laughs> like, it's, it's so good. I would, I would love to see one day someone come in and you just completely change. Not that, not that I want to see you completely change. I just think it would be amusing to watch. Yeah. <laughs> no, we had a, we did have a conversation recently. Um, when On I, this podcast? No. And oh. just like in the backyard of my old house. And mm. I was about to go to a wedding. And <laughs> this conversation made me realize that you are very happy in your relationship, yeah. which is a plus. Yeah. But you also want me to have that exact same, same type of happiness, <laughs> which, which is... Uh, uh, being in a relationship because the day it was the day before the wedding and you said close your eyes man and I it was just me and you we're, you were smoking do you remember this I, <laughs> I told you to close your yeah. eyes and we were okay. just standing you were having a ciggy and I was like okay and you're like when you go to this wedding tomorrow did I whisper if you like kind of scream whisper kind of that's just your voice go <laughs> <laughs> on when you go to this wedding tomorrow if you meet someone, don't block it out. Go with it. Because I want you to be happy. <laughs> Did I say that last line? Yeah. The last line's creepy. Yeah. Up until the last line, I'm fine with it because that's just having a good time, maybe having a little hookup, but I want you to be happy. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I just want, I, I didn't meet anyone, um, probably because of that strange voodoo curse you put into my body that day. <laughs> Maybe it's a thing I'll do before every time you go out now. <laughs> Just live in your head. Close your eyes. <laughs> All right. A flight from Belfast to Ibiza diverted due to passengers being too disruptive. Mm. So what's happened is uh, these bunch bunch of boys gone for a for a bucks party to Ibiza from Belfast, and um, the flight got uh, was forced to land in France, and. Um, the dudes, there's, there's all these posts that people put up who were on the 
on the flight. Mm-hmm. And um, these dudes had a blow up sex doll at 7 a.m. in the morning while families and stuff are, are, are all on this flight as well. <laughs> and these dudes. <laughs> to me, I'm a real nervous. <laughs> <laughs> nothing bad. No, that's pretty much as bad. I went down. Okay, nothing. Okay. Nothing. Yeah. You, you don't need to be too nervous. Right. But yeah. And so these guys are just partying, mm. and they've got this blob sex okay. doll out that they're that they're that they're chucking around stuff. No one's fucking the sex doll in front of children uh, or anything alrighty. like that. To my knowledge, it does. I'm, I'm, I'm sure that they would have brought that up if that went down. But but no. So. Because we, we have had a little bit of bad luck with, with stories about flights recently. If you were listening, if you were listening last week, uh, right to the end of the podcast, Timmy read some, um, some submitted stories that you guys had sent in. Both of them were basically just back-to-back um, sexual misconduct stories that dark. had happened. It was dark. Uh, it, re- it changed the entire tone of the, of the show. And I just got nervous because I think both of them, well, no, one of them was airplane related. Yeah. I just thought you might have been nosediving us back into that. No. Have you ever, um, so these guys, they just got, uh, they say that the dudes come out saying, uh, uh, you destroyed my, this is to the airline. All and right. so he said, you destroyed my stag and also hundreds of other trips to Prague. So he's, he's blaming the airline that all these other people that were on the flight um, and didn't get to didn't get to go to their holidays. That it's the airline's fault and not his. So they were partying. Did the what what went wrong? Did someone get arrested or did they land? Or um, it looks like one person one person got arrested. Um, but uh, yeah, a thirty two year old man uh, was arrested on the uh, on the flight before being released under investigation. So. Mm. Uh, okay. It sounds like they were just being real rowdy dudes, super, super inappropriate. Have you ever been on a Bucks weekend before? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I have. What was the vibe of it? Um, real loose. Like, it was kind of um, almost, and I say this with, like, all of the love in the world, hillbilly-ish. Like we went and got shotguns and like oh you got real white yeah <laughs> and we just shot those clay birds out of the air. Then I put on a dress and a gimp mask and stripped for the groom. Um, <laughs> were you the best man? I was in that squad. In the you were one of the grooms. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you put a dress on. Yeah, there's video of it actually. <laughs> It's um, it's weird to watch. Yeah, it sounds strange. Yeah, was there was there strippers? Was there a stripper? Just me. Yeah, just you. You were the stripper. <laughs> yeah. Did you put your name up, your hand up for that? Did you come up with the idea? Yeah, I I did. <laughs> um, and I asked because it was um the Bucks party bit was like in this barn. And I realized we we're going to the barn and it's like borrowed different pieces of underwear from different girls. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then um, just luckily enough, there was a gimp mask. I think that this kind of thing must go down in this barn. And so I just put the gimp mask on and the dress. <laughs> and I actually lost all of the underwear that I'd borrowed for this um, performance. So did the girls at the bar give you? Oh, it wasn't a bar. It was a barn. Oh, right. Like so there a, were girls at the Bucks party as well? Nah. Where were these girls from? So everyone had flown in from out of town to this 
to the town I grew up in, yeah. to Hastings. And so people were just staying in houses and batches and beach homes around near near the place. And so before I got to the Bucks party, I just went and asked a couple of them for their underwear. It's <laughs> a real strange thing to do, bro. <laughs> but I'm down with strange shit. You know I'm down with strange shit. But going around and asking girls to borrow their underwear is real sex pest kind of behavior. And then, and then coming back like, Oh, I lost it. As oh. <laughs> like none of, like I truly did lose all of the underwear, but I bet there's zero chance that any of them believed it when I came back and said, yeah. I don't know where it is. Yeah, they, they, those girls definitely think you're a massive creep. Mm. So did you use the underwear to wear it? Well, I was going to be wearing it under the dress yeah, and right. then I lost it in between that, but in between getting to the barn. <laughs> And putting the dress and the gimp mask on. So I just went nothing under the dress. Yeah. And like, just like flashed a bit of thigh. For most of, this is actually got a good question to ask you about this. So, so for most of my experiences with going away on a Bucks party and, and, and being in that, uh, in that, in that zone where the strippers, strippers come in, I find it super weird and, and uncomfortable at the times in, in, in the way that, it's just at first it's a it's a bit exciting, a bit of fun. Yeah. But then it goes a bit silent at times, and it's and it's just it's just a bunch of dudes sitting around in a circle while someone's like dancing around or putting things inside themselves. It's it's weird. Yeah. It is. It's a weird. It's a weird thing. I know I have no right to be like that is weird, but. You make it sound like there's no music on. Like surely there was music on. Yeah, there's music on, but it's still it's still strange. It's just, still, it's just yeah. Has a weird vibe to it. It still has a weird vibe to it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I've I I've I've been in those situations, especially younger, and had a good had a good time, but it's a strange it's a strange thing. How did you feel when you were up there up there stripping? Did it get to a point where you felt felt like a bit of an object? <laughs> What were, you, what were you when you were up there doing your strip show? What was what was your feelings? Did you love it? Uh, yeah, yeah. I I I just fully embraced it and was I was all about it because be, the reason I was all about it is because it was making the groom who was being held down to a chair disgusted. Like he was like, "Get Cam off me! Get him off!" And I was like, "You don't know who it is." <laughs> I, but I definitely don't relate to real strippers. Like it was a very different scene. Like I, I did not feel like an object. <laughs> but, but I, I can. I'm so stoked to be able to say that I've now been asked that question. Yeah, I never, dude. I never thought the day would come. So thank you, Timmy. You're welcome, mate. Uber launches new feature in Australia, which means you can now hop in a stranger's Uber. It's launched in Sydney already, and it launched in Melbourne yesterday, but it's called Uber Express Pool, as in carpool. And the way it works is instead of choosing a normal Uber X or an Uber XL or Uber Black if you've just been paid, you choose Uber Pool. And what it does is if somebody's already in their Uber and they're in your area, then their Uber will come to you and you can hop in and share the ride with them and then it splits the fare between the two of you. Mm. The thing is, in the States, they've got um, 
Uber Pool, and then here we're only getting like the budget version of it, which is called Uber Express Pool. And the difference is in the states, the if you're sharing the ride, it'll come to your address. Yeah. But in Australia, the one we have, if it's more convenient for the driver, then you have to walk a few blocks and meet them out on the main road. Oh right. Yeah. So you can split your fare, but if it's basically the bus. Yeah, I get that. I, is it heaps cheaper? Do you know? Half price. So if you so yeah, you don't have Uber though, right? Um, I do use okay. Uber occasionally. All right. Yeah. All right. But I think that um, I think with with that, I think I think that's fair. I think it's kind of fair if you if you're if you're getting a a, a cheaper rate if you're getting mm. something for way cheaper. I mean, and you got to walk a couple of couple of blocks. Mm. Yeah, I, the one thing that gets me is it would make more sense most of the time for the driver just to come and pick you up, right? Because mm. otherwise it's going to be heaps of stuffing around. Are they just going to be like, all right, if they're not there, then we're not stopping? Like like a bus would Yeah, would I, be? Yeah, I guess they'll still have the right to cancel it. But yeah, I don't... I'm not excited about it. One of the best things for me about Uber was I felt real rich, like some kind of property... A property manager. That's how middle class I am. I think that's the peak of money. Managing a few properties. Uh, but whenever I'm in the back of an Uber by myself, I feel like, oh, this is what it's like to be driven around. I won't have that rich feeling if I'm having to half jog to the main road and then hopping in and making conversation but you don't with have a stranger. To, right? You don't have to. Like I can still get a normal Uber. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. What are you going to do? Like, am I going to try this? Yeah. 100%. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, like, Half I'll give it a whirl. Half price is a lot. Would you do this? Would you jump in with a stranger? Um, I or was would... just thinking about that. It would... I think that um, during during the day and, and times times like that, I would be cool with. If it's, if it's Friday or Saturday night, towards the, end of the, towards the end of the night, I don't know if I would... I Do you feel like an object? No, I can't. <laughs> Why are you worried? Uh, dude, I just, I don't know. I just, I just think there's a lot of weirdos out there at certain times in the night, you know? But we're presuming you're probably coming from a pub late at night. Like that's what, like you're yeah. in a place where there will be a couple of those weirdos already in there. You're more scared of one who's in the car <laughs> with a driver who's on the app. Well, here's the thing is we, where we go out, right? In certain places we go, we'll go to pubs, we'll go to, we'll go to, to music venues or whatever. We don't we don't go to the nightclubs. We don't go to to those those people are nuts, man. People that go that go clubbing all the time on a Friday and Saturday night, all into the night. I don't I don't I don't like them. Really? <laughs> no, they freak me out, man. People that are in that full club mode. Like, we were just watching like techno lovers. Well, we we're just watching Geordie Geordie Shaw, mm. uh, my housemate was before the before the podcast. Yeah, and those people really really freak me out. Mm. Really freak me out. So if you, so that's a fair. If you were to use this, you wouldn't want like a loud British person with tattoos to be in there. That is my worst nightmare. <laughs> you, uh, you know, I don't, yeah, British. Your dudes, worst like nightmare. A, a drugged up, drunk British dude with his mates, and I'm in there, and they're trying to get me into, you know, trying to be like, hey lad, trying to get me in the in the crew. I don't want any part of that. <laughs> Trying to get you in the crew. Yeah, they do that thing. Where like, oh yeah, one of the boys. Come on, come on, lad. Nah, nah. 
And what don't if they're like, we'll it. pay for the whole fare, just come and party with us, like dance to this DJ with us. Nah, every man's got a price. Yeah. <laughs> See, I don't think that these people are that different to you club people what do you mean club people <laughs> they're like next door to where we go we're in yeah, the pubs man. and they're dancing just a bit later I don't know man it's not for me <laughs> alright so we got um, big big news in the, in the in the world of news at the moment um, is uh, Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un Meeting up in Singapore at the moment. Yeah. Now, uh, usually I don't I don't go down the roads with my stories. Usually of um, anything to do with with politics most of the time. This just is something else. It's it's two. It's Kim Kim Jong Un, Donald Trump, two of the the weirdest people possibly on on the planet that that uh, both running powerful countries. And well, definitely America. I don't know. I don't know how powerful North Korea really is. Careful. <laughs> and and so the headline is Kim Jong Un takes his own toilet to Singapore, um, to the Singapore summit with Donald Trump. Now, um, the the headliner underneath the headline is the portable device has been taken along to. Deny determined sewer divers insights into the supreme leader's stools. <laughs> I just want to give you a little behind the scenes for the, how the podcast works. Before we pressed record tonight, Timmy said to me, hey man, are you going to be talking about any of the Trump Kim Jong-un news and I was like nah man go hard and he was like oh sweet cool I didn't want us to be talking about the exact same articles there's no way I would have found that one (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't think I even want to know anymore where you find this stuff but that is a great headline man and I'm so in tell me more such an epic headline it's it's such an epic story Uh, it's 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 just that's there's there's not heaps more to that to that story, apart from just breaking down the, the obvious of that. So the South Korean uh, newspaper they published this, um, and uh, yeah, so he's worried that there's going to be divers, poo, poo divers, poo divers, in the sewers trying to find his poos to examine the poos. Yeah, and find out information about him, and uh, what's what's to hide. That's the sk- it's it's not so much that. So th- then, who knows? Like anything is possible. There may be something that he's hiding. But for me, it's just all the other stuff, all the other stories we hear about Kim Jong Un, all these stories that we hear about North Korea. This one frightens me the most. Oh, you feel frightened. I feel entertained. Oh, in in all, it's definitely entertaining. Don't get me wrong. I find it hilarious. Mm. But it frightens me more than the other stories of him doing these uh, nuclear test trials or all these kind of... This frightens me the most because... (laughs) For real. For real, man. Because this this really... this, this, This article, I feel, really just shows that he is not right in the head. If someone, if it, look, I can understand if someone's going to be, I need to show off, I need to show off uh, my nuclear strength, I need mm. to show off. Everyone understands that swinging dick kind of shit. Mm. But this, 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 I can't get my head around 
he's afraid of poo divers in Singapore examining his poos. (laughs) (laughs) He's lost the bloody plot, man. The rest of the world let out a sigh of relief. Well, a lot of them did with seeing Trump and Kim Jong-un shake hands today. But you might be one of the few people (laughs) whose heart rate went faster and who started panicking a bit. Well, I know this story now. Mm. I feel that this story needs to be this story should be headline news. If it's if it's not if it's not already, it should it should it definitely should be. It's 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 bizarre. It is. It is very very strange. And I guess What does he do with the poos? I th- I was just about to ask, <laughs> but I think they must fly back with it. Like yeah, that's he, that's he, the only solution because it's not like they can take this big cube to the sink or to another toilet because that defeats the purpose. Yeah, he's, ta- so he's taking the poop back with t- them. Yeah. yeah, which means that if we watch enough of the footage in the next couple of days, will we see a cube on a trailer that just has to go around with him? Um, but- so I'm trying to find. There's no photos of. Um, it says it's a it's a portable toilet. Mm. So there's no photos of the of. The, I'd love to see what it looks like. Yeah. Is it, imagine if it's just a potty. <laughs> It's not an actual. It's just they call it a portable toilet because you're not going to say you're not going to say oh I'm bringing my potty I'm bringing my potty to Singapore because of the poo divers. <laughs> a potty. <laughs> just that. I just want you to just get that 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 mental image of yeah. Kim Jong Un on a little potty. What what did your potty look like when you were a kid? White. Some grime that couldn't go away, a sticker on the back of it that you wouldn't want to touch for a million dollars, starting to peel away, like off-white, basically, yeah. with a few bits of grit inside. Was, was it a shape? Like a fun, a fun kid. Ours was, ours was a, a turtle. Oh. Shaped like a turtle. Lucky. So, like, you were riding it. Kind of. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You... That's what I imagined Kim Jong-un on, on, a, on, a, on a little turtle potty. Or portable toilet, as he tells journalists. <laughs> but I just think that that is something that we should definitely keep an eye on. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> if, like, if, if we weren't worried in the past about Kim Jong-un, we sure as fuck should be now. Poo divers. I love saying poo divers. <laughs> I see that. Jamaican lotto winner plans to help... Oh, I didn't even really intro that properly this is we're getting close to the end of the podcast if you've listened this far well done um just kind of thinking out loud to me we should also talk about that experiment after this that we did from last week's podcast that just popped back into my mind i hadn't written that down so uh that's just out there now hopefully we remember now we're going into the part of the show where we finish off unless you got anything else with a heartwarming story um i have uh some uh sent in Articles. Oh yeah, should yeah. we do you want to do that here? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. We can. Should we? Should we do that now and finish with the good yeah. news at the end? Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. So, um, thanks for listening to our admin meeting. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Stallion Todd Bignell from Brisbane has sent us uh, in a message asking us to talk about um, uh, uh, the Kim Jong Un news, yep. but his relationship with Dennis Rodman. Now, do you know who Dennis Rodman is? Yeah, man. Yeah, the basketball player, yeah. right? Kind of a weird, sort of very eccentric kind of dude. Did an action movie with John claude Van Damme, I think called Double Impact, 
Nice. Yeah. There's a good, good bit of job of knowledge on that one. Yeah. Was Trump's mate because of Apprentice and Tom Green's mate. And Tom Green's an idol of mine, the comedian from Canada. Yeah. So I got my Rodman facts, bro. <laughs> so um, Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong-un are really good mates. They're boys. Yeah. They're really good mates. And then you have, and then you have uh, uh, Donald Trump um, as well. So Rodman's kind of this in-between friend between Donald Trump and Kim Jong-un. Yeah, man. And it's really strange that it's this... It's that he's the person. Mm. He's the person that's that's been given this role. The world's fucking mental at the moment, man. We've got Kim Jong-un. He's over in Singapore worrying about the poo divers. Mm. You got Donald Trump tweeting tweeting at, in the all all through the hours of the night. And then in the middle, you've got this ex-eccentric basketball player, Dennis Rodman, mm. th- that's that's in the middle and friends with both these guys. Yeah. It's fucking strange. It's, I, it makes me interested in politics. <laughs> you know what? You're 100% right on that. If, 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 the, if the last sort of few years has done anything, it's made, it's made politics a lot more interesting. A lot, there's some serious characters out there now. Do you know what the offshoot of this period is going to be, though? It's going to be politicians who aren't naturally eccentric or interesting go, oh, I've got to try real hard to show yeah. character and personality. And I saw an example of that recently. You know Bob Hawke, the old prime minister? If people cheer for him, yep. <clears throat> he scales a beer. Yep. And he looks like a solid, chill dude. I don't know anything about what he stood for, any yep. of his beliefs, but um, just the way he carries himself and the fact that he just like, he doesn't make a big deal like, I'm doing it. He just scales the beer and he can do it easily and cool. In the last couple of months, Tony Abbott was watching, I think, like a local footy game, and he was in the crowd, and a bunch of 20-year-old dudes were like, Tony, skull your beer, skull your beer, and you could see in his face that he thought this was his Bob Hawke moment, <laughs> and there's video of this. How'd he, he go? He gets this glint in his eye, he starts sculling, he gets to about the two-thirds mark, and he's still drinking. But he's got tears in his eyes, and his body has, <laughs> has not prepared for this, nor has it ever done this. And then he pulls the can away and he's so proud of himself and everyone's cheering. Yeah. But you can see that he wasn't built for that. <laughs> he wasn't built for the spotlight, nor was he built to be capable of sculling a beer. And it was embarrassing. And I just feel like <laughs> there's going to be politicians who are like in uni right now who are like the Rodman, Trump, Kim Jong-un era. I've got to like show my personality. Uh hey, guess what? Uh, I do jazz dancing. And they'll like do that at a press conference. It's going to be a real cringe. Like this is fine. Rodman's being himself. Yeah. But there's going to be some fake Rodman wannabes. A butt chug maybe? Is that the next move up from... <laughs> is, that, is that the next move up from just sculling a beer? Just if everyone's going to be one-upping yeah. each other, will it get to the butt chug? Do you think that's just what Abbott should have done rather than... Because he's just playing... He just did exactly what Bob Hawke Dead, maybe you should have whipped the undies off. The problem with the butt chug is you, you want to have the correct preparation for a, for a, if you're going to be doing a butt chug. What sort of things you need? So I'm I'm an, an empty pooper. A pooper. An empty. You don't yeah. want you don't okay. want feces up in your up in your anus. Okay, yeah. If you if you're mixing mixing a shitload of beer into your bum hole, you don't want mixing that with mm-hmm. with. Uh, what else you got to have ready? Um, you. Uh, 
I'm, I'm thinking, I've never done a butt chuck, but I'm thinking, are you thinking a little bit of lubrication? I wasn't. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's the second thing. So lube, uh, empty bowels. Yep. Uh, and that's, that's, probably, that's probably all you need. Would you go funnel, like mm. a wah? I think I would go funnel over, mm. over straight. I don't, I don't like the idea of having glass. In, yeah, that's fair. in my butthole. Yeah, I would. I would rather have a, a plastic tube into my asshole that mm. I can pour beer into than straight a straight glass. Let's say it's Abbott. glass neck. Let's say it's Tony Abbott doing mm-hmm. the butt chug. You're at a local footy game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would impress you more if he went straight for the glass or he used the funnel? Um, I think that. Uh, I like both. I think the I think the straight glass um, straight into there shows two things: shows that he's not scared about getting some broken glass in his poor bar, and also shows that he's probably done it before. If you go straight, just grab the glass straight, just shove it straight in there. It's not your first rodeo. Then do you reckon he would like go on his side, <clears throat> like kind of that spooning position? If he went straight into a position, like a comfortable position, would you mm. be like, oh, Tony? He's been maybe he'd get a couple of his mates to help him do a handstand. Oh, yeah. Is this uh, like I want to know the th- the way that Tony Abbott would do this that would impress you the most? Uh, definitely a handstand. Okay, yeah. A handstand without mates would be well, yeah, would be the biggest one for sure. If he could chuck it in there and then do a handstand, oh, so he puts it in there himself. He puts it in, does the handstand, stays in the whole through through getting the stand the handstand upright, and then you just you just see the little bloop. Bloop, as the bottle as the bottle starts to empty, and he's just quivering a yeah. little bit. Yeah. The AFL game's still going on in the background, Look. and then he stands up, holds the empty bottle up. Would you cheer? Oh, one hundred percent. Wouldn't you? Yeah, I'd be. <laughs> my mind would be boggled, but I would cheer. I would one hundred percent cheer. There's no questions asked. Would you respect him? Would you think he was a cooler drinker than Bob Hawke? Um. I don't know if cooler is. <laughs> I don't know if that's the right if that's the right way to put it. Yeah, true. Um, okay. All right. So, <laughs> so we've got um, uh, another story. Uh, this is sent in by Aiden in Melbourne. Uh, welcome to the show, Aiden. Now, Aiden sent uh, this. This story, it's 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 got a sad point to it. Okay, but but um, so couple lose custody custody over child after using toy lion they thought was Jesus as their lawyer. Have you heard about this? I have not. Okay, so um, uh, in uh, British Columbia, uh, these uh, these parents and they um have history of being in cults and that and that kind of that kind of thing. Mm. Uh, they had this stuffed lion. Um. Which is a photo. Um, they had fairly this, standard stuffed lion. Yep. They had this uh, this this stuffed lion, and they believed that uh, the stuffed lion um, Jesus was talking to them through the stuffed lion. Oh. And there was times through the court case where they just started speaking in tongues. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm familiar with it. <laughs> Which you know, and and um. <clears throat> It's uh, so the kids. The kids been taken away from them, and hopefully uh, gets gets to find a a, a loving family. Because mm-hmm. um, that that is the sad part of it, and, and these kind of things. But let's take that side 
out of it. Let's ignore the sadness. Yeah, and just look at just look at the court case itself. Just, just absolutely, um, just absolutely crazy, man. Just they so they're in court, and they'll just break out speaking in speaking in different tongues, just going crazy. And if you don't know what tongues sounds like, I grew up going to different churches. My family's church didn't have tongues because we thought that was evil, but my mates' churches do have tongues, and it sounds like this. Answer me in tongues. <laughs> I asked you a question. It was kind of. It was. It, is it? Is it always just gibberish, or is it a language? Uh, what they say it is. Uh, what like Pentecostal Christians and mm. like these days say that that language is is your soul speaking in a heavenly language, which is like a language not of this world. See, I always think this is an, yet another reason. Why I think that a lot of uh, the Bible was written by people smacked out on 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 old Old Testament drugs. I really do. Whether, whether it be well, there's a lot of people that that think that Moses in the burning bush was mm. was a, a a a burning bush that had a DMT or or, or, or something mm. something like that in it. Yeah, and and made him. Hallucinate. Hallucinate. Because we've we've both had you've had D, DMT before. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's definitely a drug that, that um, it's the, for people that don't know what DMT is, it's the same chemical that your brain releases when you dream. So mm. it's, 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 a, it's, a very, it's a very powerful drug, and it's in, all, it's, it's in almost all plants. Mm. And um, I really think that the whole tongues thing came by just people that cannot handle, like couldn't handle their drugs. And just started yabbering. Well, I've done it before. <laughs> and people don't you were go, doing it this morning. <laughs> And I, and I don't go. And I don't go. Oh, I'm talking to tongue. I just go. I'm, I've cooked myself. Let's be honest, Tammy. You, there are many times where you say, "I'm going to start a cult." If it yeah. was a thousand years ago, you wouldn't have video cameras and podcast equipment. You'd have to write it on a scroll. And if some unlucky soul found Tim Davis's scroll, he might believe every word on it, and that guy might tell a bunch of other people. And then a thousand years later, That's you've true, got man. modern people going. I think what Timmy Davis, who called himself the Messiah, was saying was, It's just about when you were born. You would have started the same sort of thing if you were born a thousand years ago. You know what? You're right. <laughs> I think about it these days. All right. So that's, uh, that's it from the uh, sent-in stories. Oh, was there a happy ending to that lion thing? Um, I feel like you promised one and then... And then I started speaking in tongues. <laughs> um, the no, I I sort of said that there was a sad part to it. There's not really a, a happy ending. I guess the happy ending is that that kid's no longer with those crazy people, and hopefully, I guess hopefully yeah. It works. I mean, it's it's you know, I'm yeah. not I'm not saying that's a happy story. Mm, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> 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 you had to, you shouldn't have tried to finish on but <laughs> I had nothing on that one. I had absolutely nothing. All right, well, uh, that um, was a soul crunching story. Oh, and also uh, Shannon from Melbourne also sent in a list uh, of um, uh, list of the naughtiest names, and Cam 
was second oh, on the good. on the top of the list of naughty boys' names. Oh, good. So I just thought I'd mention that to you. Yeah, nice. Does that Thanks, make you feel Shannon. Good? It makes me feel naughty, I guess. <laughs> and sometimes I do call myself a bad boy. Not yeah. like none of this is meant to be sexual. As I'm saying it, I'm realizing it sounds oddly kinky. Yeah, especially that's after me you trying just, to sound tough. Especially after you said that you your story about the uh, the gimp mask stripper. Yeah, I'm gonna put a gimp mask on and then I'll be a naughty boy. <laughs> That's actually me trying to be blokey, but it's not possible with this body, voice, and personality. Should we talk about the uh, the experiment? Oh, yes, yeah. definitely. Okay, so we can now reveal. So if you didn't hear last week, we were talking about the fact that our, our phones listen to us talk, and then we get advertising targeted, targeted to us. And so Timmy and I tried an experiment where we wanted to think about a product every day this week, and then... Um, see if we got targeted with ads about that product. I wrote a product on a piece of paper and gave it to Timmy. He wrote one on a piece of paper and gave it to me. What was the product I wrote on a piece of paper for you? Uh, you gave me moon cups. And you didn't know what that was, so we had to Not go outside really. <laughs> away from our phones last week and I explained it to you. Now, can you explain to everyone what those are? Uh, a moon cup is... I didn't actually... I still haven't um, seen anything um, of a moon cup. Because have you been thinking about? I have been thinking about it, and but nothing's nothing's popped up. Okay. How how often do you think you're thinking about? I reckon, I think since the podcast, maybe at least once a day. Um, I'm just wondering now because you didn't know what they were, and because you didn't weren't allowed to search them. You Only you, what you you could have told me anything, yeah, yeah, and I, I would have, and that's yeah. what I would have so <coughs> you imagined. Would, and did you, at any point did you try to imagine what they looked like? Because I guess you'd never seen them. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of imagined them, sort of like a. So the way that Cam described what a moon cup is, the way I was described by Cam is that when uh, when a female has their period, um, instead of using a tampon, they put a, a cup in there to catch it, and you can take the take the cup out. And I guess it's a way to, without having to use um, pay for hygiene products and stuff like that. Mm. I guess is that is that right? Yeah, basically. Yeah. And the way I imagine it is kind of uh, a tennis ball without without the fur mm-hmm. cut in half. Okay, like a ru- a rubbery. That's about triple the size of what they are, but yeah, yeah. but the same sort of idea. Same sort of idea, yeah. right? And 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 so I did think. I think I thought about that, and most days I thought at at first I thought about um, the action of using a moon cup. I wasn't that into that. Was it so, you and the imagination doing it? No, no, no. no Who no. were you it imagining? Was, oh, there was a faceless person, <laughs> like a mannequin. No, no, no. A real, per- a real person. You know, when sometimes you'll have a. Have you ever had a sex dream and it's and it's, they've sort of just been? You know, you're having sex. And but that changes from person to person. Like but there's that. no, but there's no face on Whoa, the person. Well, that's a nightmare. No, but not that. Not that you look at them and there's no face, but you don't ever see the face. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that weird? <laughs> that's scary, man. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> Is that not normal? Oh, or like I'm probably not a good gauge of normal, but that I haven't had that kind of sex dream with. Like a blankness to the face. No, but you don't see the face. The face never comes up. It's just it's all it's it's just because the focus is on the D and the V. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> where, 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 I am yeah. interested in that. 
I really am. Uh, but I do want to uh, talk about <laughs> yes. the moon caps. Did you, yeah. so you got, did you get any advertising from... No, I, I didn't see any advertising okay. at all. I haven't been on... Um, I, I haven't been on Facebook heaps yeah. this week. Um, I You gave me a product as well. You yes. gave me, on a bit of paper, you wrote... <laughs> Flashlight, yeah. which I knew straight away was meant to be Fleshlight, which is a, a, a sex toy for men. It looks like a flashlight, and then you unscrew the front, and you can just put your um, member inside it and jiggle until you get to the end. Uh, but no Fleshlight advertising. So no. if you were appalled and shocked to hear that your phone is targeting you with ads about what you're talking about, then at least sleep well knowing that you're not going to get targeted with things you've been thinking about. Well, based on that horribly done experiment. You can still be sneaky. <clears throat> you, you can still sneak around. Oh, yeah. And you not know? feel worried. And that, not feel that the government's listening. Yeah. To, you're to, still, you can still think in silence. I still got your thoughts. You just <laughs> Just keep them to yourself, yeah. man. Don't express them. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't express your thoughts. <laughs> You're listening to the number one conspiracy theory podcast. <laughs> uh, have you got a um, a good news story yeah. for this week? A Jamaican lotto winner plans to help her sick relative and pay off her debts. A lady only known as Mrs. Gray, because she wants to be anonymous, has won 180 million Jamaican dollars, which is 1.8 million Australian slash New Zealand. Close enough for those um, exchange rates, whatever you call it. So Mrs. Gray describes her life before the win as pretty comfy, but she's going to pay off some debts and help out a sick relative, which I think is so nice when you've got that amount of money. And look at this, Timmy. She wore a mask to the ceremony ceremony when they gave her the big check. And it's of the winking emoji because she doesn't want people to start hassling her for money. She wants to give it to people um, that she can help in her family. Dude, um, I, I saw that pop up, actually. I saw this story story mm. pop up uh, early in the, earlier today. And uh, I think it's great, man. Mm. I think it's great. I like, the, I like the, the, the touch of the weird emoji mask. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could just not go. Yeah. Oh, no, I actually read into it that she has to go because there's a government organization that forces the lotto company to make the person show up. Oh, really? Yeah, she's allowed to not share her full first name. Okay. So N. Gray is all that we know. But then in the articles, all of the articles mention the exact pharmacist that she bought this ticket from. So And you could probably tell who it is if you lived in the neighborhood. But uh, good luck with your money. (laughs) Congratulations. Well, that brings us to uh, the end of another episode of Charging Stallion Presents News We Like. Thank you for listening. I know there was a lot of um, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, have we got any announcements this week before we uh, before we get out of here, Cam? Uh, I don't think we do. Do you have any? Um, I would just say that uh, if anyone would like some Charging Stallion merchandise, to hit us up on the uh, on our Facebook or Instagram page. Uh, talk to us, and, and uh, I'm sure we can work out a way to, to get the merch sent out to you. We've got uh, pink long sleeves and uh, blue short sleeves and black short sleeve yeah. T-shirts. Uh, and so, yeah, if you're keen to get some merch, just let us know. Thanks again for listening. Have a great week. And whatever you do, if you've got goals, write them down.
One of the biggest goals of my life is to stall when Timmy's having trouble with his speakers. And I've achieved that tonight. I'm very, very well. I'm very, very well. happy with that. Thank you very much.